Nah, nah, nah. We're doing it different today. Woo! If Trump is gone before I wait, I pray to God the news ain't fake. Yes. Amen. Now, that ain't my words. It's a meme that I received. It's circling on Google. I'm sure y'all have seen plenty of them. Yes. But to start the episode off, I'm still Pilla. And I'm Thug Flower. And today, we're talking about parenting. Even though ain't neither one of us got no kids. But we all been somebody's child. That part. 100%. So, it actually started because we was watching radio. Yes. And I love this movie. It is so good but we came on to the part where the coach was talking to radio and he was like i'm so proud of you and i turned to my co-host and was like why can't parents ever say that like why is it so hard for them to be like you know what i raised a good kid and you doing well like you you holding your own you paying your own bills you not coming to me asking for money Mm-hmm. You ain't locked up. You ain't got no prison record. You got a degree. And you don't have any children. You ain't on drugs. Like, can I get a, you did good. I'm proud of you. Because um, I'm 26 now and um, I still ain't got it. I'm still waiting. Right. And like I was telling my co-host, I personally feel like with certain parents, they die a little bit inside Anytime they compliment their child, so they try not to. And it's like, but why though? Because you know that when you were growing up, you wanted that affirmment from your parents and that that reassurance from your parents that you were doing good things. Because what did you get a lot of the time? Ooh, you were so bad. Ooh, why you gotta do all this? Why can't you be like so-and-so and such and such? Well, Uh, guess what? I am me. I'm not what's it what and such and such. So, can I get a, I'm proud of you, son. Thank you. I'm proud of you, daughter. You know what? You're doing your best. I know sometimes I don't understand your decisions. Or I don't agree with your decisions. Exactly. But I'm happy that you were out here and you're not letting other people make decisions for you. That part. And you're not just following the crowd. That part. So, nah, tell your kids you're proud of them. Yes. Tell your kids that you love them. Yes. Because again, like I've said in the previous episode, my daddy didn't tell me he loved me until I was in my mid-20s. Not a time that I can recall. So, make it make sense. I'm just saying. The you, struggle. Right, and you wonder why black folks are fucked up in the head. That part, like, you wonder why we don't know how to show affection or we don't have good relationships because y'all didn't demonstrate good relationships for us to have. Right. I love, I love my grandparents from the bottom of my soul to the top. I don't always like them, but I love them. And that's the most important part. That is the most important part. But, like, at the end of the day, there comes a point in your child's life where they have to live their life for themselves. Mm-hmm. You can't control their every decision. Mm-hmm. You should believe that you taught them well enough from the ages of birth to 18. Honestly, I feel like it should be like 16. They should be able to start making decisions for themselves. And you should be mm-hmm. hand gliding 
them. But at least by 18, you should be accepting the fact that they got a brain, that they registered what you taught them, and they can say, yeah, I want to do this, and no, I don't want to do that. You know, I do mostly agree with you. <laughs> mostly. Except the 16, because look at Columbine. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, but 16, you're still, your hormones are still raging because you are going through puberty still. Yes. And it's been, I feel like girls, for the most part, yes, and maybe this is no longer scientific fact, but I'm just saying, I feel like from what I've seen, females definitely do mature quicker than men. Well, I'm not saying so, that you got to give your 16-year-old free reign to decide everything for themselves, but I'm saying... You should be giving them the option to start making decisions for themselves. Like, like Cheerios or Frosted Flakes. Yes. When it comes to the clothing they wear, they yes. should be able to handle yeah. picking oh, that out on them all. Absolutely. When I'm it sorry. comes to kids know how to pick out their what they want to wear at like five. I it mean, may not match. And no, you ain't walking outside with me. <laughs> but you can choose. You know, you know what you like. I'm just saying, you know, you just not going to be an extension of myself. Basic things like, like making the decision of who they're friends with. True, or true, true, true. If true. they're going to go to this after school sport or what classes they're going to take. Because for me, I didn't get a choice in those decisions. Up until high school, all that stuff was chosen for me from my friends to my classes to if I could stay after school for tutoring or not. Because. I was just this evil child that was out here doing all Look, this mad crazy stuff. You know I influenced you. I mean, you know I was just mad. I was just mad out here in these streets. Like, and you know I was, I was too. Game. So, so was I because I was at the Boys and Girls Club at fuck 18. <laughs> I was out here. I was out here doing the things. You know, so I lived a wild life. Man. I didn't even have a key to the door. Girl, who you telling I didn't get a key until I got kicked out. What you mean? Well, I got a key before then, but barely. <laughs> and right. the neighbors had to come and check on me if they weren't home. Girl. Like, bruh, what am I doing in your house? Look, I had more. Ain't nobody coming over there. You live in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Right. <laughs> Especially in dreary ass where the sun never comes up. Not going to say the city. But everybody knows it's gloomy all day. Just saying, I'm Seattle, just saying. Washington has more sun than that place. I'm just saying. And it rains damn near every day in I'm Seattle. I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's not even like I had a whole bunch of friends. Like, what did I do? I read. I watched TV. I did homework. Like, yeah. I was I was so crazy. I was so wild. You were, girl. But you had to have me under I your can tell. I could tell you was out there wilding. I mean, because I still am. Like, I spent all my time off in the house what did i do i was off the last two days and i stayed in bed watching tv <laughs> and then i cooked wow oh my gosh Girl, dangerous you better be careful <laughs> you might run into something crazy just saying you, don't, you never know what's going on in these four walls i'm just saying you know anybody anybody can pop up what right man heaven forbid they get to that deadbolt <laughs> Got all three locks locked, <laughs> right? But no, like and like I was telling you earlier when you um, left at my trauma, I do fully get the parents fucking you up mentally because I love my moms. My moms never tried to be unsupportive, 
But like I mentioned in the previous episode, I was not around white people for a very long time. Didn't know they was real things. Didn't, I mean, didn't know they were real people. <laughs> not things, because, you know, chairs are things. But didn't know people they were, were real. <laughs> right. Didn't know they were real. So when I moved and I was going to a white school, predominantly white school, um, a more affluent school, a better school, it got to a point where my mom literally told me and one of my sisters that our voices annoyed her and listening to our voices literally hurt her ears. Which I did laugh when she told me this because I thought she was being funny. I did and I not, was not realize that this was like a serious conversation that she had had because it just sounds so crazy to me. It's like, what? In what world? Right. But it was because of the drastic shift. To where, and I know that for me, I was going through a lot of identity issues because going from being around nothing but black people to being around a bunch of racist as hell white people, I started being treated extremely unfairly, very, you know, I used to be left outside by my teacher. And then when I would come in crying, she would yell at me and call me a crybaby and tell me to shut up crying. Like, so I started trying to assimilate so I tried to sound more white, you know, and behave more white or whatever that means. Cause you know, we all know what it means, but you know, whatever that means. Yeah. And it got to a point where my mom was like, Oh, just stop talking to me. Your voice is annoying. <laughs> and I know she wasn't trying to be hurtful, but as like a six, seven year old, that's kind of like, man, wow. Okay. My mom doesn't want to hear me talking. Cool. Girl, bye. What do you do? My feelings would have been hurt even as a 16-year-old. Like, you my mama. What you mean? Right. I mean, I know. But I'm saying, especially as a kid, like, at that age. And then, to top it off, like, at that time, I had a lot of personal losses that I went through that I feel like, I don't know. I don't, you know what? This little, little talk that we're having is really making me make some things click. Because now it makes sense. Like, why I went through some of the mental things that I did from being told that my voice is annoying, then losing my grandparents all back to back to back, and my godmother all, like, literally within a year, and then my two very best friends in the world moving away from me. Kind of clicks now why I felt the way that I felt well, as I mean, a kid. I that's the point of this podcast is for us to make some connections within our own issues and why we feel the way that we feel about a lot of things but also to hopefully help other people our listeners connect dots for themselves and to ask themselves the question of why am I so fucked up yeah and my mom now for sure does try to be encouraging and she tells me she loves me she what my mom's always told me she loved me she always tried to give me lots of hugs and lots of kisses she did tell me my voice was annoying but, you know, she did always try to show me love and always try to be encouraging and uplifting to me. That's good. Can't say the same about my father. Again, previous episode. Didn't know the man lived with us for like 10 years. Didn't know. Didn't find that out until I was in my 20s. Yeah. So, which again, eh, maybe that makes me a dumb child. I don't know. But when you don't see somebody and you don't interact with them except once a week maybe it's like you just visit a nigga 
Like, yeah. you don't let her. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, because working long hours, it can be hard to understand, like, what's really going on. Right. Because, um, I mean, like, my dad, I lived with my dad up until I was, like, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad had a very close relationship, but that was just because on his days off, we would spend a lot of time together. Like, right. on Saturdays, we would wake up and we would cook. And, like, my dad was very affectionate towards me. And it was weird going from this guy who let me make my own decisions and let yeah. me be myself and was very affectionate to going to this couple who were very much at odds with each other and how they thought they should raise a child. and. Mm-hmm were very controlling and mm-hmm. worrisome because of things that happened that were beyond my control and be, even before my time. Um, and so it was just, it was very weird going from one parenting style to two different parenting styles and trying to <laughs> grow up and figure out my own personal identity and who I am. Yeah. And, um, I have definitely struggled with trying to pursue that parental exception and that um ex- um I was going to say acceptance again not acceptance but also that approval of you're doing a good job like you're doing yeah. well for yourself like I'm so proud of you because I don't hear those words from the people that raised me I have started to finally hear them from my uncle who is someone who is also very close to me and I feel like um that has started to happen more because of the fact that I finally opened up to him about some of the things that I've been feeling and some of the things that I've been going through when it comes to my mental state and how unstable it has been in the last few years where he's trying to vocally tell me that, hey, you know, chill out. It's okay. You're doing good. Like, (laughs) you're doing a good job. You're on the right track. Don't stress yourself. Don't worry. But it's like, it would be nice to hear that from the people who I feel like had such a large impact on my upbringing because from 8 to 18, you were my main motivators. Like, you were the people who were telling me what I could do and what I couldn't do. And you were the people who were making decisions over my life. Like, from the friends that I could hang out with to the classes that I had to take and to how I spent my free time. Yeah. Which was at church. (laughs) Um, So... It's just, I I love watching movies and TV and whatnot and reading different books. And it's always so ironic to me that in all these different forms of media, the parents are always just so, oh my gosh, I love you. And I'm so proud of you. And you're doing so great. And I'm like, no, when does that happen in real life? Like, I ain't seen that. Where are them people at? I ain't met those type of parents. Right. And like I said with me and my mom's she definitely is more encouraging now she don't always understand or agree with my decisions like my decision to go back out of town to vote I told her this when I first came down I was like I'm going to come back to vote if I'm not able to register down here because I didn't have any proof of address down here or anything. I was already registered back home. And I was like, come hell or high water, I am voting. And she was like, I don't think it's going to be very safe for you to come and vote. And I was like, 
mind. I'm going to come back and I'm going to vote. I'm going to do what I need to do because I need to vote. Right. And then after I did it, she was like, I'm very proud of you for, you know, standing up for what you believed and getting done what you needed to get done and not just letting me influence da 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 Yeah. But then she also gives me praise for, like, being in school and moving down here and all of that. And I'm like, I don't feel like I deserved or earned that praise because if I look at my life objectively, yes, I'm starting over, but I'm still not where I should be. And I get that, but I feel like it takes a lot to move from a place where you have a lot of support and you have a lot of people that you know and that you've depended on over the years to a place where you don't really have anybody. Like, yeah, you have me here, but I'm the only person that you really know and that you can depend on. Right. So you're starting over from scratch. Like, you got to build up your support system. You got to build up everything and I mean that takes a lot and then to be in school on top of trying to now make these new connections in a pandemic at that (laughs) and doing your school and you're about to graduate like you're done but you you have and thank you I appreciate the accolades and I do I do see that side but I feel like for how old I am I should be blossoming way faster than I am now part of the reason why I'm a bit stunted is because I've always had somebody else to lean on and it's very hard like I'm a very shy person I don't sell myself well because I never feel qualified even though I know that I know what I'm doing I don't feel qualified in what I'm doing because I'm like, but what if they don't like it? And I'm a mat. I'm a super perfectionist when it comes to product. If this is what is going out, you're my billboard. So if your hair gets fucked up, that show that comes back on me. Right. And I can't be with you once you leave my chair. Right. So for me, I just feel like I, I feel like I'm not ready even though every client I've had has loved their hair. Yeah, and I get that because, I mean, I mean, you saw me. I had a whole breakdown on my birthday this past weekend or two weekends ago. I don't know what the date is at this mm-hmm. point. But because I feel like I should be further along than I currently am, and that's not, that's not even something that we can necessarily be mad at ourselves for it because that's how we were raised like we were yeah. raised to expect perfection yeah and so but you're so good anything... with people though i am not a people person i even when i try i'm like i seriously don't care what you're talking about and it's not because i don't it's i don't know how to connect with people yeah because as you know and i'm not crying i just yawn so my eye is watering but <laughs> i mean they can't see it oh okay okay <laughs> i just didn't want you to think i was crying but uh like i am i don't know how to really connect with people and the people that i have connected with um it took a long time right and when you're in cosmetology you get the amount of time from the time you do the consultation to the end of the service right that's not a lot of time. It's not. It's Especially not for a all. person who takes like three months to warm up to you. Yeah. So it's it's kind of just, I don't know how to 
force myself out of that because when I try, it's not genuine and people can tell that it's not genuine. So then they're like, uh, put off because I'm not being genuine. But then when I'm myself, they're like, why is she so quiet? Then they're put off. So it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I I can't. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. So that's why I say I don't think that I deserve the accolades that I've or the the praise or whatever because I need to figure out how to get outside of myself in a genuine way so that I can build connections with people because I don't connect. Let's start speed dating online Ooh. and then you, I hate you'll, talking to people. You'll get practice though talking to people that in a limited true. time aspect where you have to try and sell yourself. So not only is it good for your business of will cosmetology, will I get money? You will not get money through the speed dating, but you um, will eventually get money through your clients because you'll know how to relate to them better. If I work it work. So I mean, you know, yeah, we could we can make this happen. That's true. And I mean, you know, because you, like you say that I'm very good with people. Because you are. I agree. Right. <laughs> I, I cannot deny. Um, I connect easily with people. Um, and it's interesting a lot of the times for me to kind of see how that goes along. Because even when I'm being honest with people about how I feel, it's a lot of the times it's negatively that I feel about them. They won't take it at face value. They'll think that I'm playing or that it's funny. And I'm like, but I'm so serious. I don't, I don't like you. Like, I don't, I don't fuck with you. Why are you talking to me? And honestly, I get that because (laughs) again, with dudes, that's how it is. Like I can talk to you you'll think I'm flirting with you. And I'm like, nah, bro, I don't like you. Yeah, You're not even attractive to I'm me. I'm not even slightly and, interested. But like when it just comes to like, like females, I guess, mostly. Because I'm in the beauty industry, so I'm mostly around females. Right. And females are very catty. And I'm just sitting here listening to all the fakeness going on around me. And I'm not a fake person, you know this my emotions show on my face. If I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. If I do, I do. Yeah. So, and my face, and then I also have the issue of having resting bitch face. It's just my face. Sometimes it's not that I don't fuck with you. It's just, this is my resting face. Yeah. And I get that. Cause like I, my emotions show on my face as well. I've gotten slightly better at controlling that. And when I say slightly, I mean slightly like, the drop of a tear. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I don't have wretching this face. So that does not work against me. Like, I normally, honestly, are probably smiling most of the time. Because I'm just like, you know, fake it till you make it. What? Hey, and you know what? how you doing? <laughs> people used to literally ask me. Because I used to smile all the time. And people, I used to get some compliments. But I mostly got... Why are you always smiling? What's wrong with you? Why are you smiling so much? So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to quit smiling. Whoa, why are you always complimenting people? Stop complimenting people so much. You always got something to say. Why can't you just ever be quiet? God damn. So if I'm happy, something fucked up wrong with me. 
If I'm smiling, something is fucked up and wrong with me. If I'm complimenting people, something is fucked up and wrong with me. But if I'm sitting there looking like nothing, which means I'm going to have resting bitch face because that's my normal blank mode is just like, I'm not thinking about nothing, just nothing, no expression. Then people think that I'm mad. Right. But when I'm smiling, y'all always got something to say. But I mean, people are going to have something to say regardless of what you do. You can't please everybody 100% of the time. That is true. Because people, like, the other percent of people would be like, you have such a beautiful smile. You know, I wish more people would smile like you do all the time. Because you're always smiling. Anytime I see you, you're always smiling and you always brighten up my day. But then it was the other 95% that would be like, ugh, why are you always smiling? Ain't nothing to be smiling about. What you always talking? Why are you always laughing? Why are you always happy? I'm sorry that I woke up and I was happy. Damn. Can a bitch live? Like, God damn. My bad. But I'm just saying, we got hopes. <laughs> <laughs> you starting to like my pillow now. Nah, I ain't starting to like your pillow. <laughs> but I just wanted to put my finger through the holes. <laughs> but anyway. Niggas ain't shit. <laughs> holes and tricks. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I think that's that has really fucked me up a lot is when I'm smiling just because I'm genuinely happy people complaining that I'm happy and then when I'm not then people complaining that I'm mad and it's like okay I don't know what to do here yeah I mean honestly for me (laughs) dealing with my family I have learned that you can't please everybody somebody gonna always have something to say regardless of what you're doing so you might as well just do what it is that's going to make you happy. So if when smiling my- make me happy, guess what? I'm going to be smiling today. If I'm in a pissed off mood, then you're going to see my bitch face. And you just going to have to deal with that. Period. I ain't even going to lie to you. Nowadays, ain't like I would love to see what a smile looks on my, like on my face. Haven't seen a smile in like a month of Sundays. <laughs> I don't even know what that feels like anymore. I think my smile muscles are broken. Well, bitch, fake it till you make it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be looking like Wednesday from Adam's Family, the I'm, live action one, I'm when fine she was with smiling that. and made people scream. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, eventually you'll figure it out. Yeah, but like I said, so I think all of those things came from the the initial trauma, and then compiled on trauma. And I mean, technically, you didn't really go into that, so they don't really know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about because we've had this conversation. I did. I explained how you my talked mom... about the losses, but you, you didn't go into detail. So uh, I don't know that they necessarily understand. Like well, I understand because we've we've had that conversation mm-hmm. about what those losses actually meant to you and well, what they meant you a lot. Felt. They meant a lot. I'm not going to tell you how I felt. Cause we ain't there yet. I don't know you, boo. I don't know you. Well, in that case, so <laughs> new subject. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Let's go back to the original topic of how parents ain't shit. No, I'm just playing. No, I love, I love, love, love the people who raised me, and I love the values that they instilled in me. Like I am, although I am in this. What what is this generation Z or whatever? Girl, I, don't I don't know what generation I'm in. I'm, I'm in generation T transition. <laughs> but I am still one of those 
26 year olds that believe in saying yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir Mm -hmm. no sir I am still one of those 26 year olds that need to um feel the need to respect people in a higher position than me regardless of if you're older than me or younger than me yeah it don't matter like you need to show respect to other people in order to give respect for yourself because that's how I was raised and that's how what I was taught I am stumbling over my words because I have already been drinking tonight, but don't judge me. <laughs> um, and I I feel like my grandparents, yes, they helped to create a lot of trauma and a lot of issues within myself, which is a topic for a discussion that I need to have with them first before I even start to try to broach with y'all. But they also raised me to be a intelligent young woman who thinks for myself and stands up for myself um even if standing up for myself and thinking for myself comes from the fact that I didn't have that opportunity to do that when I was living with them but they still founded that in me because of the way that they raised me and the way that they treated me growing up so I give them a lot of credit and I give them a lot of love um for the way that they did things and I understand the way that they treated me and the way that they raised me because they went through a lot from you from losing their daughter at a very young age for reasons that are still very mysterious to a lot of us um so I understand why they felt the need to be so protective of me and so controlling of where I was and what I did and when I did it um, cause they were, they were scared. It was definitely 100% out of fear. Um, and I can't blame them for that. Cause I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I've never been pregnant. I've never lost a child, but I can only imagine right. the pain that one would go through. Cause I know what it's like to lose a parent and it sucks. That right. sucks 100%. So to lose a child before you go yourself, I can only imagine it's 10 times worse, 20 times worse. So I understand that they did the best that they could with what they were given and what what they've been through. Because at the end of the day, the way we see the world and the things that we do are affected by the things that we've been through. Right. So I don't blame my grandparents. I understand that I got the best that I could have gotten. Um, And with that being said, I love them to death. Those are my people. I will fuck with them to the end of the time. If they needed something, I would try to make that happen as soon as possible. Only for my grandparents <laughs> and my uncle, because I fuck with my uncle too. My uncle has been a very influential person in my life. Um, the rest of y'all motherfuckers, well, Ooh. y'all relatives. <laughs> you don't count. Okay. Because if you did, you wouldn't be here right now. Let's be Ooh. let's be really real. Wow. Um, <laughs> <There's that. laughs> I mean, I don't mean to say it like that, but like my uncle, you know, I know. Did I tell you that story? So my uncle loved my uncle to death, but sometimes he be talking to people and he don't be checking before he be talking to people. So my uncle was talking to one of our cousins, um, about her daughter and how her daughter was going through all these different issues and talking about, oh, well, you know, but yeah, so he was like, you know, your daughter could move in with still pillow she's looking for a roommate and i was like um no no sir excuse you 
not looking for that roommate, that's not the person that is supposed to be moving in with me. I already have signed up for a roommate, mm-hmm. and she'll be coming down when she's ready to come down. Until then, I'll wait. Right. I'm Gucci. Thank you. Don't right. don't be trying to add people into this equation because that's not how this works. Mm-mm. Yeah, and especially if you don't have that kind of relationship with this person. That like, part. Last time I seen you was what? Six months or some days ago? Man, I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like it was probably some years of Sundays ago. Like, <laughs> right. And then even before then, I didn't have that relationship with you to be ready to be like, oh yeah, I'll move in with you. Like you need, in order to ha- be roommates with somebody, I feel, my personal opinion, is I need to know the type of person that you are. Mm-hmm. I need to know your cleanliness scale mm-hmm. and I need to know that when I'm in a mood my mood ain't gonna necessarily rub off on you like you not gonna get fucked up and be mad at me because I'm in a mood you gonna let me have my mood in my own space and you gonna have your own space which yeah. is why I feel like we work out when you in a mood you stay in your room that is true when I'm in a mood I stay in my room. That is true. When we do occasionally pass and we in each other, we in our own moods around each other, then we it's be like, like, you I, and it's we I, well I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we move on. It's not our problem. And cleanliness wise, we take care of that shit. We right. not finna have no bugs in the house. Because nope. ain't nobody messing with that. Mm-mm. We not finna just leave shit unattended for well, days upon days upon days upon days upon weeks. I do have a ba- two baskets of clothes I need to hang up. But we ain't talking about that because they washed. And they in your room. They I can't are. see them. So they not affecting me. The common areas are clean. The kitchen is right. clean. The living Bathrooms room is clean. clean. The laundry room is clean. Mm-hmm. So I'm Gucci. You got your own bathroom. So what you do in there is on you. I, I got my, my bathroom own bathroom clean. and what I do in there is on me. Yeah. So when it comes to your room, that's your room. When it comes no. to my room, that's my room. Because every time I walk in there, I'm like, these damn baskets, they just keep bending my way. <laughs> oh, I need to hang up these clothes. But we all know how I get in the mood for cleaning up in the middle of the night. Don't know what it is. I be laying down, almost even be like, you know what? It's time to clean, right? This bitch at 2 a.m. will be in her room organizing the shit. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's 2 a.m., ma'am. But this is... Can you take your ass to bed? I do want to go to bed, but this mess... I can't. It's bothering me. (laughs) But you know what? Again, it's in her room, so that ain't got shit to do with me. All I do is close my door, and guess what? I can't see it no more. (laughs) It disappeared. Exactly. (laughs) But, But yes, but again, like you said, when it comes to who you want to live with you definitely got to make sure you can coexist together oh, in yeah. a way that is functional oh yeah because, 100% who lord knows it's hard it's real hard i believe it i believe it been there done that live with this dude who homeboy you are a bouncer you don't work during the day i work four 12-hour shifts and a part-time job on my other three days off why are you waiting for me to get home to not only do your laundry but to also cook and clean the kitchen with your lazy ass you're literally you work for five hours a night the entire fuck and you only did it part time because you only work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So what really is going on? 
Why are you here all day doing nothing, waiting for me to come home after 12 hours to cook, clean, and wash your dirty ass socks and but drawers? But you know what? We can circle that back to our original conversation of parents. Why yes. are we raising these boys that turn into men that can't pick up after themselves? That part. Why are we raising these boys that turn into men who can't cook from themselves? Why are we raising these boys that turn into men who feel like it is the woman's job to take care of them? Because, boo-boo, right. I ain't had not nan kid. I ain't right. pushed not nan thing out of this coochie of mine. So, I don't know why you feel like it is my job to take care of you, but it ain't. It's not. And guess what? That relationship didn't last very long. That part. I definitely did move out. That part. So, and I'm just like, I, I, what are you doing all day? That's my question. Because if I can work not one but two jobs, I'm going to need you to pitch in around the house. Period. Right. Blank. Right. And your your idea of cooking was going to Walmart and getting like, you know how they make like chicken salad and tuna salad, shit like that. That was your idea of preparing a meal. I mean, you could at least wrap the rotisserie chicken with some fries or something like, really? Really? I can't, I can't. And I mean, like I, I dated this guy who was, a little bit on the shorter side of things. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. And don't get me wrong. He cooked one thing. He made like this he sweet cooked, and he sour. Never smelled like onion rings. Sorry. He may have smelled like onion rings. <laughs> I mean, the face you made, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't smell like onion rings, okay. but I'm just mad that that's the song that you jumped to. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, <laughs> so he, he, he cooked. He had this one dish that he would make. He would make these sweet and sour wings, which was cool. I'm not mad at it. It's something. Like, at least you bringing something to the table. But um, if you cook, can you wash the dishes after you cook? Uh, yes. Thank you. If you at the house all day, all day playing video games, all day or computer games, you know, hell, cell phone games. However, that's you, what I be gaming on because I'm not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> however, you want to describe your gaming activity, right? Can you put a load in the washer? maybe switch that load from the washer to the dryer. Like, I'm not even saying you gotta necessarily fold the clothes. Yeah. But even if you took the steps to wash them and dry them so that all I gotta do when I get home from work is fold them or hang them up, that would be beneficial. Like, yeah. that would be appreciated. Like, the little things count. I will accept a little bit of effort. Yeah, because this nigga, if I didn't do laundry for a few days, this nigga was wearing the same drawers and socks. Just turning them inside out. I was like, you hella nasty. You I, mad trifling. Uh, uh, no comment. But you know what? I can't talk. I can't. You know what? I'm the one who was who was dumb. You know? That was me. Because you moved that, in. Yeah, and I stayed <laughs> long enough to see that he did that nasty mm -hmm. shit. I stayed long enough to see it. Yeah, so, you know, you that know. makes me a dodo. But, you know, we live, learn, grow. That's yeah. my motto. Yeah. I live by that. And guess what? No more. 
No more. That part, 100%. If I see you take your drawers off and put them with the clean drawers or on the ground and I see you wake up in the morning and you flip them bad boys inside out and put them back up on yourself, it's over. I mean, I guess at least he flipped them inside out. Because some people want to flip them inside out. It's not okay. It's not okay. You know, I'm just... It's not okay. It was more than three showers in a week. Arizona is hot as fuck. You know them balls were sweating and the sweat don't stay on the inside. It gets on the outside too. So you flip them inside out, guess what? You still got musty ball sack and stank. Not everybody sweat. You don't sweat. (laughs) You're right. I don't. That nigga sweat. Oh, well. I tried. I tried to help You tried to help him. He ain't got a friend. He got sweaty ball sack. It was my fault. Because I accepted it for a time. I'm just glad you didn't catch none from the sweaty balls. That. Girl, I'm glad. I didn't catch the sweaty balls that. I'm glad. You know, I was 20 at the time. I was dumb. I was young and dumb. You know? Because that's a whole pH issue right there. It is. It is. Albeit we didn't have sex very often. So, well, you, you know, know, that helps. Thank God for as many blessings. <laughs> so, just saying. But still, again, parents, raise your boys into men. Don't raise your boys into grown little boys. Oh, please don't. Because it's not fair for anyone. Nobody it's benefits. It's not. And the crazy thing is, like, when I moved in with him, he was still also living with his dad. And his dad used to take care of his ass, do his laundry. Well, hold up, grown man. Why are you a grown man taking care of another grown-ass man? Bruh, I, so, I told you how close I am with my uncle. I told all of you guys. Like, my uncle has been a very influential figure in my life. Well, my uncle, at different stages of his life, has taken in a few of us relatives or family members, however you want to term that. Um, And one of those Mm. relatives... um, had the audacity to come to me when I decided that it was time for me to move out at the ripe old age of 20, what, 24, 23, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and was like, well, why are you moving out? Like, we have it made here. We got nah. cable. We got, we got, um, the internet. We got, so, um, washer and dryer, blah, blah, blah. We got food, da, 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 da. And I'm like, cause not everybody want to be, you were almost people. in your thirties. How are you okay as a man? with another man taking care of you. Yeah, not okay. Not okay. Tell you. I don't understand. You know how I feel at my age. Not okay. Not I'm, okay. But I'm doing things so that it's not that way forever and always. That part, like... <laughs> That's why I'm in school, guys. That's why I'm in school. I'm just saying, like, I am not a male. I've never been a male. Sometimes I identify as male because I am more male than female. But that is neither here nor there. But not genetically. Yeah, genetically, I am not a male. I was born female 100%. Got all the wonderful, wonderful workings of a female. Yay. God, I hate periods. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I 
do not like to ask people for anything and that comes in respects of money that comes in respect of time that comes in respect of just asking you a goddamn question yeah because if i don't need you to give me nothing if i can figure it out on my own guess what i'm gonna figure it out on my own because you know what we got this thing called the google and i use that motherfucker you know i think i'm just old because i don't be googling right i told you i don't even know how to cheat right I tried to cheat on the chest, the test, and I definitely still failed. I was like, "See, this is why God be knowing I need to study." <sighs> I can't cheat right. I can't Google right. Like I just have to. I don't, I don't know. Read the books, study. Yeah, I just gotta read the books and study because I can't cheat right. I don't Google correctly. I don't know. I don't know how you Google wrong, but I look, just Google. Look, I'm eighty. You type in part of the question and boom, it pops up. I am eighty nine. Clearly, I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm putting in too many spaces between the words. I don't know. It don't be right though. Dead. It don't be right. Dead. <laughs> I don't cheat right. Well, on that note, thank you guys so much <laughs> for joining us today. For and parents ain't shit. Not just joking. We love parents. Yay. Because without parents. Hey, the Will Smith songs, though. The Will Smith song, though, is what that was supposed to say. Parents just don't understand. That part. (laughs) So, if we got any parents listening to our podcast, hey, you know, take your child, give them a hug, tell them you're proud of them. And that you love them. Because, again, love matters. It does. It matters a whole lot. And being told that you are loved matters because you can say all day, they know I love them because I put food on the table. No, maybe that's your love language, but that's not necessarily your child's. So I don't know if y'all noticed, but there's seven different love languages. There's a book about it. Google it. Mm -hmm. Audible it. YouTube it. Whatever you got to do, but find out. Research. Yes. Yes. So again, parents we love y'all we, we appreciate, appreciate y'all. y'all y'all be fucking us up sometimes a lot of the time 98 percent of our lives yep be just full of trauma but it's also because y'all are fucked up too and we understand that maybe your parents didn't do a good job which is why y'all didn't do a good job with us we understand we don't blame y'all we job. not following y'all okay her mama did a good job with her my mama did some the best y'all, she could <laughs> some of y'all don't be doing a good job with us so uh we not fault y'all we just letting it be known that you know what we appreciate what you did but you could have did better mm-hmm. and we do understand that hurt people hurt, hurt people. people and so if i ever say anything hurtful on this podcast it's because i've i'm a hurt person <laughs> so i'm hurting other people don't take it personal it's it's not personal we don't mean it we just trying to let you know i mean how i we mean feel it. and how we think i mean it I mean, you know what? Just, you got to find new feelings. I don't know what to tell you. You don't have to find new feelings. You just do. don't take it personal. Yeah, it's just not, don't take it's it It's not directed straight at you yeah. unless you know if the shoe fits. If the shoe fits, then well, where that yeah. bitch. If you're feeling guilty, I might be talking about you. I mean, you know, go ahead. I'm just kidding, Do guys. what you got to do to deal with that. I'm just ribbing at you. <laughs> Talk to a therapist. <laughs> bitch! What? What? ribbon at you yeah, what no 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 ma'am nah keep that was that too old that was way too old my bad just <laughs> my bad disrespectful but no, yeah you know if 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 some of our stuff rubs you the wrong way then you might need to talk to somebody 
about it. Don't talk to us. Talk to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Degrees. We can't give you no advice. We can just tell you what we would do because um, don't nobody need them lawsuits. What? Because what you're going to get is dust. Ain't got no money. Broken Mm-mm. and broke, broke. You Bye. remember Broke City Girls? We broke it in that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm still Pillow. And I'm Thug Flower. And you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shaking My Head 2020 Podcast or email us at smh20c at gmail.com. We take questions, we take stories, we take whatever you got. Just send us something, you know. We appreciate y'all. Bye. Bye.